This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to our edition of Talking Pop, the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host of Franchise Course. Joining me is my co-host, Biko. Hello. Happy Sunday, guys. Hope you're all having nice weather. I know those in the South are experiencing, like, hurricanes right now. You know, Hurricane Ida. So everyone's getting, like, the after effects. I know there's, like, Louisiana was kind of flooded, too. Mm-hmm. There were some water levels and stuff, but today it's a we're taking a little detour for being news. Um, today all we want to share, you know, bucket lists. No, we do not have like you know diseases that pretty much you know will kill us. But I don't know if you've seen films. I think there was a movie that was about bucket lists and stuff. If you're not familiar with a bucket list, it's pretty much you know things you want to do or wishes you want to accomplish, like goals you want to accomplish before you kick the bucket. Um, I think there was a movie about it a long time ago. Forgot, I'm not remembering. Yeah, it was a Morgan Freeman. It was a Morgan Freeman movie. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> he said it was terrible. It's awfully boring, and you'd be surprised what two actors like that. It's very boring. Like if you wanted to see two old men just fucking complain that they did everything they wanted to in their life and they're not happy, mm-hmm. and so they had to go back and make a list. Because one of his friends, I think one of his friends died of cancer, but then, like, the other one died. It's so fucking... It, it's like if Nicholas Sparks wrote a movie about two old guys dying, and then they, they found, like, some sort of kinship in both dying, so they make, like, a bucket list with each other. Mm-hmm. And then they go and do it. But it's Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, so you're like, oh, fuck, this sounds like... Maybe yeah, because they're, like, movie. really it's good not. actors. I mean, they're it's really... Not. It's like, it would be like, yeah, it's supposed to be, it's like a rom-com for like, it's like a good rom-com for like bro dates or some shit like that. Like bromance? Yeah, you could do that because it's like, oh, if my buddy's dying of cancer and I'm dying of cancer, why don't we like put our bucket list together and go do some shit? And that's what they did, but it's like, it doesn't, it's just on, it's not like, I don't know. I think it's just, it suffers from bad writing and just a lot of it's just bad. But if you want to see a movie like that, it's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. It came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, because I don't know that name came to my, I don't know, it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some people that do it. Um, I mean, there's one that's kind of similar. Uh, I think there's one that's recently, it's not similar to like a buck list, but it's kind of similar. Like he's, I think it's a, this, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but I think it's one of the most recent films like this guy, uh, I guess he has his illness which is he's about to lose like his hearing and he makes like a goal to try to record like the sounds and like people and stuff before he like loses like he hearing i forgot what it's called but i've seen like trailers for it ah it's not a tip of my head but it's like it's something similar to that i mean it's kind of almost like similar to like make a wish almost because like how make a wish does like you know wishes and stuff it's kind of similar to that and like I said, like many people like do bucket lists, and like you know, I told Beacon, I'm like, yeah, that's got a good idea. Let's go ahead and try it out and like see, because like I said, this is like a what if scenario, you know? If one of us end up like having that, you know, long talk with a doctor and stuff, and it's like, oh, you had this much time, you know, and you want to do your best to try to get as much as you can done, because like I said, you only like live once. I mean. Like, with me, like, I do believe in reincarnation, you know, who knows, we probably had past lives, and, you know, we don't have any recollections of it, but at least you could try to do something in this life they probably could accomplish in, like, the previous life or something like that. So, uh, I don't know how you want to start off. Do you want to start off first, or you want me to go first? 
it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, just to let you guys know, like, my, my of these are kind of like pop culture saturated bucket list. But, you know, it's, like I said, this is like a what if, like, scenario, like, if I had the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so the first one on my list, I'm going to start from, I did, like, about 25 things. So just 25, I think, to me, that's most standard. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have know anybody that has like a bucket list that's more than twenty five, but I just you know thought of like twenty five things off my head. Um, first one would be number one: uh, participate in a tag team wrestling match against Young Bucks with Fuego <laughs> Del So as my tag team partner. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty specific. Uh, yeah, for me, it's like. I'm starting to watch more AEW. I'm trying to get away from WWE stuff because I started following like the Young Bucks um, through their like vlog, being the elite. They started doing this vlog, doing doing when they're doing like indie shows and stuff. And I kind of follow them, and they get all these other wrestlers and appear on their show. And Fuego, I seen I saw them through like the Sammy Guevara um, vlog because a lot of these wrestlers are doing vlogs now, which is kind of cool because you know back in the day they were not you know kayfabe was like, a thing where you know you can't show your real self. And it's kind of cool now. You see a lot of these wrestlers, a lot of these talents, like, you know, vlogs. It gives people, like, a sneak peek of what they do every day and stuff. You know, their friends, you know, like, do fun stuff besides just wrestling, you know. And, um, and I, Fuego Del Sol was a guy, like, they brought in, like, as an extra last year for the pandemic when they were, like, AEW was in Jacksonville. And this guy, really good friends with Sammy Guerrero and pretty much kept appearing every show and show. And to the point, he started getting a lot of a big fan base and... He pretty much got over to fans like every time he made an appearance on Dark or Elevation or even the vlog, you know, he started getting a fan base and the whole part, when's he going to get signed, when's he going to get signed and stuff and eventually it culminated with him finally on the first episode of Rampage a few Fridays ago and, you know, he took on Miro and um, he thought if he won, he would have won the TNT Championship, he would have won a contract. Came up short, but... He came out surprised to him that, you know, Tony Khan gave Sammy the contract and Sammy went and told Fuego that now you're one of us. You're all elite. Which to me was a real feel-good story. And like I said, I'm 36 and I, I don't know. I had a dream of ever competing in a wrestling match. It was kind of cool. And I guess Young Bucks, like I said, they're the hottest tag team. And and they'll Fuego wearing masks. I'll wear a mask myself. We'll be like a masked team. <laughs> like Luchadors and stuff. And like I said... I would mind getting trained and learning some basic moves and stuff just to be able to be in a wrestling ring. That'd be kind of cool. Just to have that feeling in front of a crowd, you know, how they do it every time they go out there and perform. And, you know, and also appreciate the craft, you know. Because, I mean, they are athletes and, you know, they have to put their bodies on the line and to entertain, you know, put out a story and stuff. So that's that was my, my first thing. Mm. What about you? <laughs> Mine was... <laughs> Mine doesn't have uh, anything to do with wrestling, um, but there's like, eh, I guess that would be good. Cause I didn't think of it in the form of like, what I would do would be with specific people. Cause mine are more or less with experiences, right? So I guess there's what the tag team, like, so you're getting be part of a full fledged like program for the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, the first like I broke it up. I broke mine up in like. Destination travel and then yeah, I had some destinations uh, too. And then like the other one would be in living. So I want to partition my life to where it's like uh, I want to live in a certain area for like a year and a half. So I think 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not trying to be philosophical, but I guess I kind of am. Like when you said <laughs> bucket list, I, I more or less called it like a fuck it list. Because mm. so it, it would be all the things I would do if there wasn't any some sort of... Uh, like something like pretty like much, re- you know... Well, because things that you wouldn't be able to do every day you, without having responsibility, essentially. Because a lot of the stuff, I think, realistically, we could do if we really had the time and the money to do it. We just can't. Yeah. So I call it a fuck it list because it's like... Mm. A bucket list, to me, it seems like it will never happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that Dancing with Monkeys is one of them because it would be kind of cool. <laughs> one, of, one, one of my things is because I was listening to a podcast the other day and they're talking about baby tigers and and, the, and they're asking well I thought you don't like zoos and shit and he's like I don't like zoos and anything like that mm-hmm. but he's like but if I I don't also don't want to go in life not being able to fucking pet a baby tiger he's like I can't have I can't have that he's like but damn he's like you're the birth of your daughter well, he's like oh no no it was great no it was great yeah. but it's like I can pet a... He's like, I can pet a kid anytime I want. I can't pet a baby tiger anytime I want. Mm-hmm, that's true. And baby so... Tigers are cute. <laughs> yeah, and see, it's like, fuck. But, like, I also don't want to go to zoos, even though there are some zoos out there that are great. But one of one of my bucket lists was to have, like, a sanctuary. Like, a... But, like... I hate fucking calling it zoos, because that's what people are going to call it. Like, yeah. You can call it a sanctuary, but... You can hide behind that, too, as we saw from Tiger King. You can oh, hide yeah. behind that easily. Mm-hmm. But I would want to have, like, a sanctuary for, like... Like, you would work with, like, a, like a like national conservatory? Yeah, I wouldn't... Like yeah, I'd employ people who do that shit every day of their life as a... Now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wouldn't hire, like... Like, yeah, you hire a bunch of conservators. So, like, I would want to have, like, a sanctuary for all these type of animals. But then, like, it would also be... A way to give back to the community, not just through educational means, but, like, through process means, too. So, like, if you have a bunch of cows and shit, they have to get milked. It's just naturally part of the process. But, like, you can do something with that stuff. And instead of making it to being only commercialization, make it to where you're giving back to, like, food pantries or, like, other shit. Like, good meaning, mm-hmm. good means of production, not just because if it's only going to make a buck. Mm. So I would want to... My first thing was to have, like, an animal sanctuary kind of deal. Like an animal sanctuary. Yeah. Obviously not big. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want it a good amount so where it doesn't get out of hand to where I'm, like, you know, when it becomes out of hand. So I want to make it sustainable but also good enough to where it's, like, people are coming and they can get to be exposed to animals they're not normally exposed to. But, like, I'm, like, what I mean is, like, I'm not going to live in Arizona. I'm going to get a bunch of animals that shouldn't be living in Arizona. No, I would try, like, Stuff I would like say, that. like, by, by, by being, like, a realistic standpoint, try to, like, research what's the best environment for all yeah. of them. Yeah. Because you got to think, every animal is, like, their their bodies are trained in certain environments. You just yeah. got to find, like, a balance, like, a right balance. Like I said, work with a conservatory team that, you know, does research about environment. Like, find something, like, Like, I know, still want them to be animals. I don't want them to just feel like they're not. They're like yeah, they're like they're cool. like cooked up, they're caged, and yeah. stuff like that. Because then they're they're then there comes to a point where it's like you've only made this fucking animal good enough to live mm-hmm. in captation, but like you throw them out. All right, you're ready to go, and then they get fucked up right away, and it's like oh well, that's just 
nature. It's like, no, dude, you just held them in captivity for 15 years. It doesn't know how to be a lion. You made it learn how to be a fucking house cat. So it's like, I want them to make it as naturally sustainable as possible, but like it doesn't interfere with their their living. Mm. Like it makes it better. It, it's a compliment to their life and not like necessarily a bad thing. And if I get mauled by tigers, I get mauled by tigers. So it is what it is. Like the guy, you ever seen that documentary, the grizzly guy? No, I haven't seen it. It was like a guy, guy. he lived, worked in corporate America, fucking hated his whole life. Mm-hmm. Just hated, was miserable. But he got really into grizzly bears and shit. It was like, it's like called, it's called Grizzly Man. It's on Netflix. Grizzly Man, okay. And he, like, him, and he gets really dedicated into just, like, studying grizzlies. So he just sells his shit and goes and lives in the forest. Mm-hmm. Him and his, like, partner or whatever. And they go, and he just documents his life, like, following grizzly bears and stuff. He just really, like, he he felt like a straight-up connection to these animals. And so he just fell in love with it and just... And he would go out to these deep woods and would fuck... And then he ended up dying by a grizzly bear. Like, he... So, like, it's fucked up. Like, you tell people, like, you know, say that to your regular Joe Schmo who works. Yeah. And they think you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I wouldn't do that. But, like, he died doing the thing he ultimately loved. And he kept really... Mon- he And he really displayed that as he would go to the documentary to explain that, like, he does... The way he went out was probably going to be the way he expected to go out. Was like, if anything was going to take me out of this world, I would hope it's a bear. These are people talking as if, you know, through him, thinking that, oh, this is what he would have wanted, all that stuff. You know, when people pass away and, like, you get their close ones and you try to see their reflection. Yeah. And they usually give you some picture of what they perceive them as, but not the full picture of who they really are. Unless they described it themselves. But this guy truly was lived, he truly lived, breathed. Uh, grizzly bears and fucking went out and died and got killed by one but like I think it's in some aspect it's kind of beautiful cause it's like well he didn't have some sort of fulfillment through corporate America but he found one just following fucking bears around even though he knew that they would get killed so it's like the same thing with the guy who does like the the free climbing and shit and all that we know it's like he doesn't shake anything oh like that one dude like, like yeah the, like, buildings and stuff uh, Alex Honnold like he doesn't fucking doesn't shake. You're you're over. There. If you look at your this shit, you're freaking the fuck out. It's like why is there's nothing. He's not chained to anything. He's just climbing like nothing. He knows. Ah, oh, I fight one bad move and I die, and he's okay with it because he's like, oh, there's everything is taken out. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. It's just like you only think about every single move, and in life we don't really do that because we're constantly stimulated by a bunch of bullshit around us that we're not able to do that and i think that's what he was trying to show is that there are things in life that we can do that take us away from that so like i feel like if i had an animal sanctuary that would be like a that would be a contributing factor to it taking me away it's like oh this is a purpose my purpose is to be connecting with this animal and understanding it and then providing a better means for this animal mm-hmm because I have the capacity and fortitude to do it. Instead okay. of the other way around. Alright. So my, yeah, that would be like my first thing to set up would be living on an animal fucking cat uh, sanctuary thing. Okay. Yeah, maybe cat sanctuary. <laughs> cat cool. sanctuary. Yeah, they're just easier to take care of than dogs. No offense to doggos. Doggos would be cool. That would be my second project. <laughs> Once cats are go. Alright, uh, my second one is actually... Um... Obviously, something that could be doable, um, visit a national park. Yeah. Because, I don't know, 
I'm not much of a nature guy. I'm mostly like I like to be indoors a lot sometimes. Like this morning, I actually went out for like a half hour walk. I'm like I never done that. Um, but of course, my doctor advised me like, hey, uh, take a walk like half an hour. You, you listen to Bill Burr. Old man walks. Old man he walks. Likes, That's he's like, the most underrated. Pick thing Bill Burr. Yeah, I can see why Bill Burr likes it. Like he just talks about it all the time. It does feel good because you're walking and stuff. And I was just walking just like in the neighborhood and it's like, oh man, it feels nice with the wind here. But then I see like Yellowstone. I watched it as a Yellowstone, like see Old Faithful. I mean, think about it. Like this is something that was established years ago. But I forgot what. Like Teddy Roosevelt is the one that established the whole U.S. national park system because he he was a hunter. He liked to explore. He was like one of those presidents like didn't give a shit. You know, he's like um, do that. I see like people take like these nature pictures. Like it'd be nice to go see like even go to California, go to the National Redwood Forest. You know, check those out because redwood is kind of like the high, like the hardest, like most dense part of a tree that, and they're freaking tall as hell. They probably weigh a lot. And I'm like, see that the guys are just like old faithful, you know, see these animals almost like in their natural habitat and, you know, do hiking and stuff just to get myself more out there, you know, appreciate nature, appreciate what we need to do to protect, you know, our, you know, protect the planet because it's like, that's why I think a lot of like countries are trying their best to try to get out in that zero carbon um, plans, like goals, like to try to be net zero net carbon by like certain years because i mean you know like our plants like you know yeah our plants like getting affected so much about like global warming and all that stuff but like i said try to get myself out there in national park like i said do hiking and just appreciate nature you know see how like animals thrive in their natural habitat and just you know walk around explore you know take take myself out of the comfort zone basically Try to get myself, like, being just, like, an indoorsy, introverted person like I am and try to get myself more, like, outdoors and stuff. Try to, like I said, appreciate, like, nature more and just, like I said, see the geysers, see geysers, like, in action instead of watching, like, on videos and stuff. Actually experience it live, you know, and seeing the mountains and, you know, the rivers and the lakes and stuff. Like I said, of course, I hate bugs, but, <laughs> but, um... Like I said, yeah, I just like see animals on my tribe and even camp and see the stars, you know. Something that if you live in the cities, it's kind of hard to see because of all the light pollution that you have at night. It's kind of hard to see stars in the sky. Unless you got all the national parks, oh, man, I see a whole bunch of shit out there. And it's like, I think to me that's something that's like doable. It's just, try, you know, something that's doable. Oh, hell yeah, that's doable. Um, no, yeah, because another one of mine, too, was, well, I guess would be visit... Uh, well, visit the United States that, like, parts of the United States that I haven't gotten, like, gone to the states that normally people don't go to, like, so the Dakotas, um, most of the East Coast, because I don't really, uh, I don't really have any... People go there. Yeah. Andy doesn't go there. I don't go to the East Coast. <laughs> I do, I don't, uh... I don't know. I don't know why people travel to the East Coast. I don't know why people live in the East Coast. I don't know why they want to be there, but they're there. It's got to be some kind of appeal or something. I don't get it. Like, I really... <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, it. man. I, it's like people that live in town. I know. No, I'm in New York. <laughs> I know. I know. Look, if we're gonna if we're going to big up New York for how much it is, and it's like we want... It was fine. It was fine. Oh, I want to see more of it. But I want to go, like, I, I do want to go to Vermont. I want to like see... Like, upstate New York. Yeah, I heard upstate New York is, like, real nice. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's probably what it is. is that 
Like Massachusetts, everything that's cool, been though. so fucking popularized and it's shite. Like I, I think it was like the media gigs. It like yeah. so the media. I think what it is is like the media kind of overhypes it. But like ours has always been New York, New York, New York, and then like coming from Chicago, obviously there's bias both ways. I'm sure New York people come here and are like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right compared to being in the in the biggest city in the world. Like it's and I get that. Like you're mm-hmm. you're biased. Um, I think because, too, because of the history and stuff, because it was one of the first things when people came here, like, immigrants that came through, like, you know, Ellis Island. But it's still that shit. That was one of the first stuff. But <laughs> because you got to think about it, New York was built on an island, dude. Just, I know, but, like, we, all we have are meat factories, and let's start it from the lake, and that's, and look at our beautiful city. And New York has so much beautiful, like, there's, like, a multitude of ethnicities Smashed up in one spot, and that's what makes it great too, because there's so many different. It's like a melting cultures. pot. It's a melting Just pot. Just like Chicago is, is cool and whatnot. Yeah, except for the segregation, that sucks. But like, I, there's still like some, like our city. I don't know. I think it's it's it was planned a, a lot better. For what it's worth, we have alleyways, so there's not just trash. Yeah, think everywhere. about it. This is like a second. This is a, that's why. They, I like think at least our she- trash has a designated spot. And it's not just on the fucking sidewalks where you're walking. Like I do like for a fact, and then plus, you know, I mean, I mean, New York has elevated rails, but Chicago has the most elevated railing system ever that doesn't interfere with traffic. Right. Like there like was the subways are either underground or even elevated more. And and like it's, I, I, I get think that. Chicago was planned out more because it was by a lake versus New York having to fit everything in an uh, island. Because who knows most of that? But there was. are like multiple islands. Yeah, it's a chain of islands. Well, in Chicago, was able they built from the end of the lake out. Then yeah, they, they spread it out. That to me, like Chicago, to me, that's why they call Chicago kind of like the second city because they're like the, that's why it's always referred to as like the second city. Yeah, because we did what we did everything you were trying to do, but better. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like you're 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 better off learning from the mistakes of the people before you. Yeah, what they do at least when it comes to city planning. But like, consider how much. Money New York pulls in compared to us, they're way more, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Just because, and they both have they're both tourist cities, but like New York compared to Chicago, we don't get that. Like New York is used for so much shit, right? I mean, with Chicago, it was like the central hub for everything back in like eight, the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, for industry, for but industry like I mean. Stuff. But when you see movies... Well, I was just going to say, like, specifically for Broadway, for yeah. big Broadway buffs, like, that's their bucket list, is to it's, see a Broadway show to go in New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. So, like... And that's what I mean. Like, there's there's things that I would much rather do in a city as opposed to live in one. And I feel like if I just came here and I'm like, I would live between... If there's a city I would live between Chicago and New York, I'd live in Chicago. Yeah. Just because it's a way better city to live in. But... I'm sure there's a New York person who would be like, I don't know, have you been to this Tribeca? All that stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. But to yeah, live I'm sure, in New York, like each neighborhood's that, like, I'm sure each neighborhood has their own, like, unique, you know, yeah. taste. But, I mean, because what, what our experience with New York, I know like, we're I don't going off a tangent. I really but, don't understand how people could live there. Yeah, I really don't. Because guys, like, well, I don't know, we're going off a tangent here, but it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. New York has really cool spots, like Rockefeller Plaza. I mean... The Mizuno Modern Art was really great. I enjoyed it too much. Like, but the stuff to, to do entertainment-wise is pretty cool. Yeah, the stuff to do like entertainment. Cool. Mass Square, I went to Madison Square Garden, and I can see why Madison Square Garden is like the yeah, world's yeah. greatest arena. Because it is. It, I like the way the way it's built. The acoustics are so great. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the way everything is situated, with, like seating wise, it's like a big round esque type of thing. It's like with Rome. It looks it's like, like Rome. Rome. It's like it reminds me of the Colosseum almost. The way it's structured, mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the city. It's like yeah. it's it's by Hell's Kitchen. It's like, and I know because and then it's, I understand the New York too because a lot of Marvel because Marvel at that time was based more off of New York. Of course, a lot of heroes origins were off New York, like Spider Man. You know, Daredevil was out of Hell's Kitchen, Punisher, and all that stuff. And you had that appeal as well. I mean, Central Park, I wish we would have gone to Central Park, but of course we went like in the winter, so it didn't really help that. I mean, yeah. Times Square is nice, but it's always... Think around, Times Square, they make it so much bigger in movies, but actually it's not as big. No, it's, it's small. It's not as big as you guys think. It's literally it's, just a square. It's literally <laughs> just a little piece, yeah. It's, it's just like, it's yeah, you have the LED square. boards. You know, I wish I would have gotten Times Square back like in the 80s or something when they, it was just all manual boarding. Wait, so yeah, when you were scared to be in New York. <laughs> I wanted, that's why I wanted like. But it's like you it can't sounds. really stop and appreciate the architecture <laughs> because sounds, the only yeah. thing about New York is you can't stop and appreciate the architecture because everyone's always moving, dude. It's yeah, like you, you can't can. stop and appreciate it. What's I mean, like, and here you could do that. Yeah. Here like, you got more room. Still spa- we have space, is what I'm. Like, that's what I mean, like, we, the amount of videos I've seen this YouTuber post about the apartments and, like, the, the, yeah. go- the price, the price gouging they do with you, I swear to fucking God, and then the people talk shit in the city, yeah, but, oh my God, at least we're getting some sort of space compared to the amount of money you're paying for closets. I was just gonna say, For fucking closets to sleep in. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and, like, I kid you not. If, if things are all, and like inevitably, inevitably with the pandemic happening, things were all going to increase. We all knew that. Unfortunately, wages weren't, which we're still fighting hard to change. But I know now, like, I've been passing by, like, restaurants, like, now, like, I forgot, I forgot what restaurant. Now they're hiring at $15 an hour. Yeah, because they have to pay, uh, dude. Yeah. They have to pay. They, and, and it's the problem. Is they have st- to pay and they need people. And they need people. Yeah. It's the most understaffed industry right now. Yeah. But it's their own fault. Unfortunately, because we yeah. made these people work hard, and they saw the business booming. All right, now turn around and pay your employees. Yeah. Because yes, it's mm-hmm. times is tough for the owner, and woe is me. I get it. We have to feel bad for the owners, but they own it. Like that's the responsibility you took on when having mm-hmm. a business. I don't care what the size of business you have. That's just the everyday pain in the ass that you you started for yourself, right? It's with anything with you're going into business for yourself. It's always the hardest because it's for yourself. Yeah. But, like, that's why the CEO gets paid a lot. Not because they do anything, because they really don't. It's just that they have to take the headaches from the owners chopping up. And I'm not fucking apologizing, or I'm not being, like, sympathetic for them either, because they're... I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll... The CEO I work for does his shit, and is there every day. Mm-hmm. And this is why I work for his company, because he's doing it. He's we over- had inventory last week. He was counting shit with us. It's hot as fuck in that warehouse. He did not have to do that, but he was fucking doing it. He was paying us all to do it. He didn't have to. He was there doing it. Hey, where's this like going? somebody that's willing this? to be with, the, with yeah. the people. Yeah. I respect that a lot more than yeah, someone like, just like, oh, good yeah, job. I'm going like, to make uh, the rounds and go back to my office and watch whatever and collect my No, it's my like um, It's like with AEW, which I do like, um, because Tony Khan was on like, since you know how they're doing the whole all-out pay-per-view tonight and... Mm-hmm. They were doing it because they love Chicago, so they had that fan fest, like a convention. So they keep it going. Yeah. And they, Tony Khan asked him because he, he did like a lot of media calls. They asked him, do and he asked one thing. Um, 
how involved are you with the, the, the booking process? He's like, I'm involved in everything. I'm an owner that's in, I'm a president that's involved with everything. Well, because of creative, yeah. I give bullet points. If he says, because they ask him, are these, do any talent have creative control? No, they don't. Because we're not going to follow the mistakes what happened with WCW. reason why WCW went down, because every wrestler had creative control. Because they didn't want to work, they didn't work. But they had guaranteed contracts, so they can get paid. So they got money, yeah. But they didn't want to do what they were told. Here, what Tony Khan says, we have a discussion with talent. I booked the matches, but we have discussions um, with the talent. Like, well, we'll shoot ideas. We'll work together. Like, if if you don't like this idea, hey, we'll think of something else. We work as a team. We have a team. He's like, we're a team mentality. We're a team first. We put everybody first. And that's why I got a lot of wrestlers like wrestling with AEW. I've seen the talent. Like, it's like... What's well, the work? Because we we see it as entertainment, but it's still a job, right? But we all like give like they, he's there. He like he's there every step of the way. Like he understands. Like hey, if you're hurt, he understands you're hurt. Take time off. You know, it's not gonna hurt you. You know, if you're sick, stay home. Like he doesn't like like if you're injured, take your time. Take yourself to heal. Give your time to heal. It's not like Vince. Well, it, it also pays to have a boss who did it, and unfortunately, the people who are heads of organizations. Or who have the keys to, to the money and investment in an organization, they've never done it, or they were inherited, or or they were rounded. And this never is like, did it, and, so then he, and then Tony Khan comes from a, a family that owns not only Jacksonville Jaguars, they own Fulham, so he knows they know how to put asses in seats. He knows how to, <laughs> yeah, he knows, but that's he knows, his job. But yeah. he knows how to interact with people. He's like he doesn't even like he dresses like a no more person. Like he dresses like like he like they ask him like. Do you like after the shows? Do you just go to your rooms? Like no, I hang out with the guys. I hang out with the, with the team. They're yeah, like, they, you he's like one of the boys. He was the boss, but like oh, he's one of the boys. Like they say he's one of the boys, and you know he understands the product. And like, he's a wrestling fan as well because that's what happens. You have a wrestling fan in town. They know what the fans are like because you got somebody who grew up watching wrestling as well. And he's like, I'm not. Like he said, I'm not trying to do the same mistakes that w- what happened to WCW. How they fell. Because you gave wrestlers create control, which of course, you know, then they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, they don't want to do this. But in here, he's able to work with the talent and, you know, well, if you don't like that idea, hey, we'll go back to scratch and do something else, you know? But that's what's, I mean, like, comparing that to the other situation um, in particular, but that's like, that was on their fault that they they put out contracts where the guy doesn't necessarily have to show up, but he's still going to get guaranteed the pay. So yeah, like, that's what kind of, that's why I would have like that's 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 easy. To I know, work that, I know. We went on a tangent, guys. So okay, so like visiting the other cities that like the other states that you never think that yeah to get full experiences because I don't like at least from the past decade that I've traveled I've 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 gotten a better I I've personally gotten a lot more enjoyment on my trips because of that because mm-hmm. we were able to get the feel of how it is to be in a certain area or whatever for the day. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to get the full spectrum or the full picture of what you could possibly mm-hmm. interact with while you're in a certain environment, but the past decade I've taken trips, I, I've gotten to feel like... Or when I like taking trips, I like to feel like, could I live here? Or can I like be here for a certain amount of time? And see myself I'm establishing whatever it is you want to do in a certain place. Yeah. Like, you, there's places you go and travel and you're like, it's cool for a couple of days. And like, nah, I want to go back home. And I don't like feeling like that when I'm on trips. Because it's like, you work hard to take a vacation. You should be in that moment to enjoy that vacation. And I think, like, I've heard 
people share those experiences. Like, I just wanted to get back home. I've had those trips where, like, I've been somewhere and it was cool for a couple of days, and then I just couldn't stop myself from feeling like, oh, I have stuff to do back home, or like, like I never got to enjoy myself. So, and especially going to places repeat because, like, we've been to Mexico for a good part portion of our lives, and even there's even when we go, there's always new shit that we find. So yeah. I always like capturing that feeling more than necessarily picking destinations where it is hyped up like like for instance we were we were planning the japanese the the trip to the japan like that's a big trip and like i never thought of it as a bucket list but the things that we want to do in japan are things on my bucket list so yeah me too i so, that, that's why like those experiences stick out to me and are going to be a lot more fruitful because those are shit i can't do here like we can't go do those. Uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the bathhouses what they're called. But we can't. We could do Russian bathhouses here in Chicago. They actually have some amazing. Yeah, ones but in go the city, to a Japanese like, onsen. Yeah, it's like, like a natural hot that, spring. The way how they but do it. And find one that because yeah. it's all the same. But like they do it a specific, specific way. way. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's why I want to see how they do it compared to the the Turkish bathhouses here, the Russian ones, or like when I went. Uh, not splunking, but scuba diving in Mexico and the, like the caves in Cancun compared to like trying like alleyway ramen in, in Japan. That's amazing. That only cost me four dollars, but it's like the best thing I've ever had, and it's made by this guy who all he's only good at is making fucking awesome ramen at three in the morning in an alleyway. Like my happiest bottle of wine was in Toronto that I only paid six dollars for, and there was no alcohol tax, and it was amazing. It was cheap wine, but it was just like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like those things, like that, that like stick out in your mind. Those are, those are. That's why I call them fuck it lists because, like, those things are like, man, fuck it, I'm here. This is cool. Yeah, hopefully once everything opens up. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, because I know right now, I just read right now, Europe is already putting a uh, imposing on the, U.S. Yeah. travel bans right now. As this well. uh, this the uh, variant shit is no joke. Yeah, that's why they're. So my third thing, um, I know this is like a. Hopefully, if I had connections type of thing, um, throw out a first pitch at Wrigley Field. Oh, yeah. Because I just want to... I mean, you've seen, like... I've been to Wrigley Field. I haven't been to the new Wrigley Field, like the updated version, but I've been to one that was back in the day, you know, with the Ivy in the center field and stuff. Um, just to have that feeling of step onto that field and just take it all in, go on the pitcher's mound, you know, be a Cub fan for so many years... Going through the wins, going through the losses, going through the sad times, the good times, and finally, you know, them finally accomplishing one of the things where I would say it would have been on my bucket list. Now I'll see the Cubs win a World Series, but now that dream has passed, which is I'm so happy it finally happened in my lifetime. I know there was probably people before me that were waiting, you know, years and years and years for that to happen. I mean, I saw, like, when the Cubs won in 2016, um, there were so, like, stories where, you know, People's parents grew up as Cub fans, but they didn't get to live to see them actually win it. You know, and it was one of those, those stories. And, like, you know, throwing out the first pitch is great. I mean, yeah, my arm is probably not as strong, but it'd be nice. You know, I've seen, you see, like, celebrities or athletes go out there. I bet you that good feeling of, you know, they probably all played Little League. Everyone, I mean, you guys probably all played Little League back in the day. You know that feeling of being on the pitcher smile in front of people to show your skills and stuff. To me, it's like, yeah, one of those things I want to do is like step on the Wrigley Field, you know, that history of that ballpark being there for over more than 100 years. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. 
and you know just take it all in that history of those grounds and the people that came before us you know Ron Santo you know Briggy Jenkins Billy Williams the, the, the Hawk Andre Dawson you know Ryan Sandberg you know all could have win a ring oh, oh my god <laughs> okay Mr. Sox fan alright the same. Okay, Mr. Sox. I thought you had to win something to be great. So oh I got guys, if you live in Chicago, this is what you deal with when it comes to baseball. There's always north side versus south side, you know? Winners and losers. David versus Goliath. Where Goliath wins every time. No, it's fine. The Sox are doing better than the Cubs this season, but we obviously didn't win one. Apparently recently, even though we won. 15, 16 years ago? 16 years ago? Yeah, right? Yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, guys. Hey, but at least we won. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Nice, I was remembering more. No, it's fine, 116 years. That's so fine. what's your number three, then? Um, my No, my number three is for to see the Bulls win again a championship uh, without Jordan. Um, yeah. Because that's the one thing that's always going to... I hate... Not plague the franchise, but... It's the one thing that, like, skeptics always have when you have such a successful run in professional sports for a decade, um, and seeing them return to that dance. And uh, going into this year, I've never seen their chances that much closer since, like, 2005 and six. No, I remember five was like Back when they had that run with Heinrich and and Ben Gorn. Like, we, we... God, we're so close. If they made a couple, if we didn't uh, make a couple drafts and trades, but seeing them kind of be so successful early in my childhood and then falling basketball ever since and having to go through those tough years of being a fan and, and seeing them lose and hoping that they would, if they ever had a chance to make it again to the dance and, and, even you know just the excitement it is to seeing because chicago is such a big sports fucking city oh yeah um if it's not that it's our food i think that's what it means more when it comes to things being done here it just means more because people shell out their money for things and we really stand by it behind it because it means a lot when we shell out for things like this this is why like people get pissed where we get athletes and we spend a lot of money and they come here and they do shit all and the, and the team does a good... Like, yeah, people get upset. Like, our fans aren't the most forgiving. But it's for a reason. That's They're passionate. We Because we know what it was. We were there at the top. We know what it means to be there. And we were there. So exactly. it's like... The expectations are going to be high. Yeah, and we hate when it takes five, ten fucking years, even a hundred plus years to get back to it. As much as I like to make fun of it, it does suck. Because, like, we love to see our cities be on top. And we show out for these things. Nothing... If winning the championships one thing, fucking going to these parades are another, and like, it'd be amazing to see um, Chicago, especially in basketball's basketball, be on top again because we're so close. We have such a good, we have a good chance again. Um, they're still finalizing some pieces this year, but it'd be nice to see them win in a in a sport that I love so much, and a team that I love so much. And maybe it'd be cool to see Jordan and them show up again to be like, oh, fuck, they made it to the ring, you know? Like, it'd be cool to see that happening um, in my Mount Rushmore Bulls greats. But uh, getting another championship shirt 
and being able to sell it 10 years down the line. <laughs> so <laughs> something that's very important. I was going to say, how is the Bulls going to the fucking playoffs? How is that on your bucket list? It's on my bucket list <laughs> completely. Because when you don't have to contribute have, at all. I contribute everything to this fucking team. I contribute my hard waking hours of analysis. <laughs> Oh, Lord. My painful <laughs> watching of them fucking up pick and roll plays. <laughs> Benny the Bull being such a ma- the best mascot I think in all professional Ever. sports. Yes. He's so <laughs> relevant. His Twitter base. He's getting a pop doll. I don't under. I don't. You guys don't understand that my bucket list is happening in front of me. <laughs> and oh and the ho- I'm holding it in. <laughs> By the skin of my basketball shirts, I'm holding it in. Um, but no, yeah, definitely. So like, yeah. Actually, my, one of the, a combination of that is to be able to shoot a half court shot for a million dollars or a th- like ten thousand dollars. Oh man! In the United Center court, in front of uh, Benny the Bull and LeBron James. I love how you went from a million. Yeah, to like ten thousand. I'm oh, unrealistic. Geez, man. <laughs> ten thousand dollars and a Kia and a Kia Optima. Freaking Kia Optima? Are you and kidding? I never even said what year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Kia it could Optima. be like 1996. Oh Just my god! Freaking Kia Optima, <laughs> man. Oh, um, no, no, but yeah. Uh, actually, no. Getting to go into a Bulls locker room, meeting the players. Oh yeah, I saw cool. like you know I was watching like AEW when they were in ramp when they did the show at the United Center. Mm-hmm. They had a video like on the vlogs. They were able to cool like they actually let their like the people in the United States were so cool. They let them walk into the Bulls locker room. They could see like yeah, just see all that shit. And the Jordan I statue. See when Jordan lost that quarters game, <laughs> like I want to be in that same room. The quarters game. Where he got he lost ten thousand dollars throwing quarters at a Jordan, fucking man. wall. Just game of quarters, man. I'm just, I don't oh, know. he's a, he's. You saw if you guys watch, check out the Last Dance, guys. It's yeah. on Netflix. Check it out. If you want to feel like a Chicago Bulls fan. For a good, uh, no, no, like you want to get like nostalgia feel. No, because it's a good way to too to show your kids. I know we did like a whole retrospective on the podcast with the yeah. last dance. You want to go back and listen to our reviews? Just go ahead, go back in the backlog because we we talk too much about it. But if you guys want to check it out, especially show your kids like who never knew who Michael Jordan is. Yeah, while you're wearing the shoes. While you're wearing the shoes, <laughs> your dad bought you. Okay. While you want to um, be like Mike. Okay, so number four. That's another travel specific one. Um, mostly towards my hobby, which is anime. Um, visit Funimation Studios in Texas. Cool. That's why one of my thing was find no. So that's like to me, it's like hopefully I could reach out to somebody. But now, that's why I want to visit. You know, Funimation Studios in, in Texas. They're based out of Flower Mountain, Texas. I mean, Funimation to me, think about it. They're one of the first. I would say. I know they get shit a lot, but think about it. In the past, when they started doing dubbing and stuff, but think about it, there were one of very few outlets, there were licensing companies that were able to bring anime to here to the West. You know, they're synonymous with Dragon. When you think of Funimation, you think of all oh, Dragon Ball or like you know Full Metal Alchemist or you know now Attack on Titan or One Piece. Because think about it, Funimation pretty much picked up the slack that four kids failed at. Like Funimation had to step up. To the point where Sony saw a lot of potential in Funimation and decided, yo, we're gonna we're gonna buy we're gonna invest. And that's what they did. They invested in Funimation because they not only Sony has a lot of animation studios in Japan, they know for a fact with distribution wise and get more of their properties out there to the West. Because like with me, like anime is like, you know, becoming a big, big thing here in the West than it was in the past. I mean 
back in the day, you only had like Harmony Gold or very few companies that were able to license like anime here in the West. Like right now, I just went on Funimation. They just added Robotech. To Funimation got rights to Robotech. They worked with Harmony Gold to bring Robotech, and now you can watch Robotech on Funimation. That's something that that was an almost like localized anime that was localized into like these. They took like these three different. Properties that take place in the same universe but named together as Robotech. And to me, that's why I want to visit the studios to see how the whole process works and how they, you know, how they get the licensing, how they, you know, do the whole English dub production, you know, how they do the recording and stuff. And just to see the staff and how they're, what goes in the process of getting anime license and how they have to develop like the scripts and stuff, like the translation scripts and, you know, work with the companies overseas and, Bring it to life, you know. That's and they're based out of Texas. So a lot of actors they get are either based in Texas or they're based in California, which they would do like through satellite recording as well. So that's like to me, that's like a travel thing. Just check them out, in Texas Funimation Studios. Really kind of cool. You run to Christopher Sabin, you know, the voice of uh, Vegeta and Piccolo. <laughs> he does so much voice work. He's the voice of all my. He does a lot of voice work. He's one of the legends of when it comes to English dub acting. Him, Johnny on Bosch. Isn't our Timmy's a legend, former Power Ranger? <laughs> um, yeah, that's one thing for me for my number four. God damn it. Um, that's a good one. Uh, I another one. I guess I wanted to do. Uh, oh, I wanted to go to. Uh, was it Red Rocks? Red Rock. Canyon. It's in uh, uh, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like between. Um, is that that one that's like an arena almost like an? Yeah. yeah so, they have an yeah is that so the one with have... the natural amphitheater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they have a bunch of festivals there, but like mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Uh, particularly, I would want to see Above and Beyond there mm. perform there because I've already seen them play here in Chicago Theater, and it's one of the, my favorite shows I've been to in my life. Um, but like. And I got to meet them there. So I, that was one of my buckets of things I got to accomplish was meeting them. But I wanted to see a show there because um, the acoustics specifically there. Yeah, the Chicago Theater is real nice. I heard the Chicago Theater is yeah. like a really good. No, it's it's, it's, a it's really amazing. Good spot. It's yeah. an amazing theater. It's just. Like the history every, stuff. Yeah, I've been there like, I've seen three things there. Uh, two stand-up shows and then a concert. And there's fucking, it's, it's different every time. It just sounds better. And sitting in different spots. So like. Mm-hmm. So for the the concert, I was right in front row compared to, and I think I saw Jim Jeffries there, and then I saw, oh fuck, did you saw like another show or? Yeah, I saw another comedian. I don't fucking remember who I saw. That's not good. It must have been not the best show. I don't remember what. Uh, but I saw I saw, it might have been Louis. I think I saw Louis there. You saw Louis? Yeah, I saw Louis C.K. there. And then Jim Jeffries. I saw Jim Jeffries, like, maybe, like, three years ago. But, um... Just comparing to it, because... Comparing an outdoor, natural venue... Or creating a venue from the nature... Compared to a Chicago theater being so renowned and old. and It's so... it's They do a great job preserving it there. That, like... A show there is amazing. Mm. Um, and I would highly recommend anybody who is visiting Chicago or whatever just check anything there even there's there's always different things going on there that check it out um but seeing a show at Red Rocks would be cool um 
But specifically, they're like a, a symphony set would be really awesome to see mm. being performed at that venue and being there for a specific amount of time would be one of my things. Just because like a lot of the stuff I want to do here, just because like the United States is such a geographically, it's so fucking diverse. And I think, albeit politics aside, we only get a certain view of these regions and stuff, and then we make up an idea in our heads of what it is. Yeah. Except New York, because I'll talk shit about New York all day. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like these other places, I don't... I I want I really want to see, just because I've never been, like... I've been to Vegas numerous times now, and I still, I still haven't seen all of it, but I, I've only seen it during the pandemic, so it's not the same thing. Um, but there's parts of that I want to see different parts of the desert. I want to go through like different trails, all that, like that. But like Colorado is a place I want to, I definitely want to check out just for its hiking. I want to live there at least for a year or two of my life just to check it out. Um, but doing a, like seeing a show there would be really cool. Uh, that's one thing I want to mark off my list for sure. Okay. Uh, my number five was um, have Bill Murray as my plus one to a friend or relative's running. No, oh, that'd be cool. Because I think mean, Bill Murray to me, he's Hopefully. one of my favorite actors, man, and he's one of those guys. Like I got this book I've been reading called The Tall Bill Murray. It's like I have to finish reading it whenever I time, but it's a cool book. Um, talks like stories about him from the people he's interacted with and how he's like really chilled. He like, you know, I think somebody that be good at to be around with and be kind of cool to live life to the party and stuff because I mean there's like pictures of him I think he like he photobombed people's like pictures and stuff when they go out and like do like those uh, professional shots for like weddings and stuff he did you know appear there and usually they'll ask him hey you want to be part of it or in the book I read like one time I think he was I guess these dudes were having like um I guess the he was doing something and at this hotel and I guess these dudes, one of the guys was having like a bachelor party, so he actually came down and actually um, saw what the noise I was hanging out with them and stuff, and I'm buying them drinks and stuff. It's like, and I'm chilling with them for a while and stuff. Like, oh shit, it's like, I guess he's like one of those guys who could probably approach and stuff. Yeah. And he's always at Wrigley Field, like he's there constantly when when he's in town. He's one of his loves, he's a cuff, and he's from Illinois, guys, he grew up in Illinois, so... He and his family, they grew up in Illinois, so it's yeah, like... Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to fucking... I think it's just because, like, also, it's hard to leave a city like Chicago. No. It's just hard. It's fucking hard. Because there's just so many... Like, Jeff Garland, he he's, he's he loves Chicago so much, too. He's in our There's just so many... It's huge. And there's just all... And each neighborhood has something to offer. Don't... And, and aside from what the news shows you, all the heinous shit, like, the violent crime and stuff, it's just because it's all things that were neglected for years. Yeah. That our officials purposely and ongoingly do not make an effort in the right ways to provide opportunities to help. It's just you know, you're, the standard things that all humans should be given or be given an opportunity to seek and help and reach out for, and you know, opportunities for advancement. Uh, a better you know, just opportunity is a big deal education is a big deal but like aside from what you see in the news Chicago has so much to offer the people here like we have it's like our own little flavor it's, it's interesting to see and I think like Bill Murray is a good test to that to where like you see 
there's still celebrities that want to live around here, like there were celebrities in their heyday, and, and they're still very much well known for what they've given us based on their work, but like, it's hard to leave, it's hard to leave, because you can live in different parts of the city and experience a whole different perception of where you live, there's just so much culture, there's just so much cool shit popping up nowadays that like, pandemic aside, there's, like I think summertime Chicago is one of the the most coveted times of that people that live around here only understand because yeah. it's like there's all of our shit we pack into three months to do that we aren't able to do in the winter because it's so damn cold that you can't do it but we pack everything and like there's so much cool shit some of the best festivals in the world are here some of the best food in the world are is here like New new enterprises, new businesses are popping up. New thing like museums, um, all these pop up art exhibits that pop up all the time are here. Like there's just so much cool shit that it's hard. I think it's one of the reasons why it's hard to move away or to replicate that same type that of same feeling, feeling you yeah. get because like we you have that you have a lot of that here. Like uh, just an even in hidden suburbia towns too like you you have like that california living and all that shit you could technically have that here obviously with the weather aside like you could have that here no you can it's just um but i thought about the preparedness and just being yeah like like, you know prepared for it a good example when lady gaga was sticking around i don't know if she still lives here if she has property here but like when she did you found her a lot of places lady gaga all because she was dating someone like no i'm come over to you what (laughs) And only because she was dating the guy that was acting in Chicago PD or whatever, all those shows. Chicago like, Fire. There you go. Like, yeah. Like we all like she's a successful. Yeah, like a lot of company. Like yeah. I think what she yeah. So like, it's just Bill, like to of. me, like Bill Murray, like I think he'd be a cool person to hang around with, and like, like usually we see all these people hightailing up to LA or whatever because that's what you think, but like no, like or that's what been, it used to be. That's, yeah, what, that's what it used to be. Like I've been. I mean, LA is not bad to visit, but I don't know how those people live there. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Mm. I've been there. I've been in that downtown Los Angeles. Like, I'm sorry. I would say it's bad to visit. No, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's depend. I would say, yeah, just do a tour or something. But honestly, it's, yeah. I, that's it's my to, New York. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's my New York. Yeah. That's New York? <laughs> Unfortunately, New York. <laughs> I know. It always goes back to New York. Yeah. So what would be, like, your number five then? Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, dude. He's eating. Just to let you know, Andy's eat, uh, Biko's wearing eating like a Mexican pastry right now. So I went Breakfast to get. I, oh. I, 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 I don't know. Went for my walk. I end up like I know we're going off tangent here. I but remember walking. I'm like, oh, uh, lucky we live next to like we got a Mexican bakery nearby and we got markets and stuff. Um, I'm like I went there. I'm like, hey, I feel like buying some some pan, you know, pan dulce. Yeah. Yes, I'm a little Spanish for you guys, it's but it's freaking awesome. You always have it on Sundays. You um, always have it on Sundays, dude. It's a good thing to have in the morning if you got coffee or something with it. Or canela, which is cinnamon tea. Um, the best, the number five for me was be to get super stoned with Keith Richards before he passed away. <laughs> um, if he ever does, I don't know. I do like. I, I think it's impossible at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love to smoke weed with him and just have him talk about. I guess what got him. Uh, what what's the music he's into now? Because he's always very fucking. Not that he was ahead of his game, but he's he he 
he he was very successful in reggae when he had the winos, um, and then he his I want to know what the fuck he's seen and how he was able to like all the people he was involved with and all that stuff all ended up like just having all the best things to say about him. So I want to like feel that charm. It's like the same shit they uh, hate him or not. The same shit they talk about when the people meet Trump and stuff. They always say the same shit. He's very charismatic. He's charming. They say all this shit. And like, and it's pretty consistent to where I'm like, oh, this is how he wins people over. Is be- because if you're charismatic and charming, you'll win everybody over. Yeah. But you know what I found out is that he was in MLMs for 10 years, and that's oh, where yeah. he got those skills. And and MLMs are the, uh, if you don't, multi-level marketing. are They're pyramid schemes, guys. You're just tricking people into giving you money. Yes. If, anybody doesn't, if anybody's pitching you to join a multi-level marketing, it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a scam, it's a pyramid scheme. Draw it out in your head. It's shaped like a pyramid. It's shaped like a triangle. You will not make any money in this. No matter what they tell you, no matter how much of a boss you're going to be or could be, you're just not putting in the effort. It's not the truth. It's all a scam. It's working against you. You will not make enough money. That's our PSA for the day. But, yeah, as you mentioned, MLMs are a great way if you aren't good at talking to people or aren't good at selling an idea. MLMs are very good at coaching you to build up these skills on how to, because... They just hand you a script. Yeah. And then your confidence is up to you. And all it is is how to sell stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's it's not rocket science to sell people on things. It's really not. Um, if, you can, if you're good at sales, you could basically do anything you want in this world. Um, you yeah. can. You, you can. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to, like, oh, sorry, yeah. When it comes to people being charismatic and shit, I feel like uh, we would get along. Me and Richards, not not Donald Trump. Although I don't know who's to say if we get along. Yeah. I I'm sure I could talk shit about him and he would not understand. But like, I he's probably heard everything under the sun at this point. But yeah, I don't know. Like smoking with Keith Richards and getting super high with him in his library in Connecticut. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't. You would have known. He lives in the fucking East Coast for fucking some reason. So I that would be my first question too. I ask him, why the fuck do you live here? His library is amazing, by the way. But like, I want to know why the fuck are you living here, Keith? You can live anywhere in the world. Why are you over here? And he'll he'll know the answer. Hey everybody, this episode of Talking Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Gamefighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Okay, uh... Now we're doing number number six. Um, it's another travel one, another visit one. I'm sorry, most of my things in my bucket list are pretty much like travel or visit thing. But that's good. Uh, mine's good. a visit 
Again, Japan. Um, there's an Aniplex Studios in Japan. Just see, just vision an anime studio and see how the whole process of like how anime is brought to life, how they translate like a work like a manga or a light novel, how they you know script reading, how the animators you know design the character designs, how they work with the manga or the creator, how they get these animators to put the product together and the voice actors, how how because of a whole like a finished product to see how the whole production process is. I mean, you see, like, Aniplex is synonymous with a lot of anime works as, like, Sora Online or Full Metal Alchemist, you know, uh, some name a few of the ones they work on. And, of course, Sony backs them a lot and they get that Sony influence. But just see how the whole production, like, you know, nowadays it's all digital but a drawing, but they, they still do pencil and paper still. Like, some anime students still do, like, the preliminaries with pencil and paper before they translate them out to digital. Yeah. So they still do that and like how music and stuff, how they compose soundtracks for, you know, for the, for the anime and stuff. Like I said, the whole production, that's what I want to see in like their communication stuff. Like I sound like, I see like, I know, uh, like the anime YouTubers I follow, like um, the Anime Man and stuff or Gigak or Connor, they, they go to like, they go to visit like anime studios to see how it's done, how the whole process is. And, you know, they, the people there show passion for it. I know you hear all these horror stories about, you know, Madhouse Productions, how they treat their staff, but it depends. It could be from one person that probably had a bad day. It could be one person's yeah. opinion. And we see that a lot with, like... But with Japan, they take, jobs, you know... Japan, reporting, yeah. if you know Japan, it's more like a team type of, you know, setting. Like, you work as a team. You know, you work together and and seeing, you know, it's one person's opinion, but, you know, they look into it. Like, Japan takes a lot of, like, business. They, took, they take it very seriously when it comes to business and stuff. It's all about communication and, you know, being a team, you know? No. Just keeping that open line communication. But that's what I want to do. Like, check out how the whole process of anime. Because I'm a big anime guy. And it's like, you see how, how all how production goes. How sausage is made. Yeah, like you said, how sausage is made. And they're the best at making the sausage. So, yeah. I want to see how they do it. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's... Because, like, mine would be similar, but I wanted to be... Mine would be, like, uh... Would... Getting to be, like, a producer on an album. Mm-hmm. On someone specific... Like, a specific album... Um, I would love to produce an album with like fucking Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like Pharrell, the Neptunes, particularly the Neptunes. Um, uh, fucking, uh, what's his fucking name? I like, which I don't know why he doesn't. He still produces hip hop stuff. He just doesn't get a lot of traction anymore. I don't know what it is, but uh, Bangladesh, I really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of hip hop producers I record shit with. And then and uh, James Blake, I really love a lot. So it would be to produce an album with him and Pharrell, and just like fucking see. I want to see all the behind the scenes bullshit that these guys have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because like I just feel like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, anyways. Because it is generally. Um, and I want to see why they're able to garner all this money. I know James Blake and Pharrell would be, uh, just to like, be a sponge. And like see what the so, fuck. Like the, how they yeah what start. sets them what sets them apart obviously like the the music speaks for itself and the craft like the and they're both doing and all it that yeah stuff. well just because like I don't know if you know James Blake but he's been he does a lot of production with a lot of hip hop guys and like mm-hmm. Kanye and all that um but he he d- makes I don't know what you would call it it's it's like indie alternative stuff but he's a big a big name and and and. Brit British music and stuff, and he crossed over a lot. He does a lot of stuff with Frank Ocean, all that. So like he's popular here. It's just I just don't think like his own catalog gets a lot of 
um, props up outside of like music blogs. Um, like, how do I compare it to? It's like if you know a certain voice actor in anime has been around, always, you know, it's been around but doesn't get um, a lot of like mainstream attention, but they've been doing it and they're successful and they've been in all these properties. Like, holy shit, they were part of this. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with him. Um, just because maybe he's not from America, so it could be, a, or it's he's not making pop music particularly. Yeah. But his the songs he's worked on and people he's collaborated with happen to be around the pop space. So like, though I like guys who help make me different types of music that is way different to what they're fucking doing themselves. Right. So it's like, oh, I only make hip hop, but then you see them, oh, but I like to make country music. It's like, what the fuck? Like Lil Nas X. Like I think. Yeah, something like that, or like people forget. They want, they want to experiment, you know. It's just try, try. Like I said, just get out of their comfort zone. Like, just not be tied down to one genre and try to be somebody that's willing to explore other things. Because it's like, yeah. okay, you, you're good in this sound, but you want to try something new. Try something fresh. To just like, like I said, just experiment. You're like in like, try to spread your creativity. Show, hey, I'm such in this genre of music. Let's let me tackle something that I'd never done before and see if people will respond to it. But they don't know that you actually like have an appreciation for like uh, Darius Rucker, right? Yeah, like he did Hooting the Bullfish, but then he has a like, successful country career. But it's like, well, yeah, he's also from the South. Like I'm sure you grew up with country music, so and he makes good country music. So maybe that was like it was a natural transition from me like like oh okay this hoodie stuff is fun but like i can go into this lane and i get fans because i'm a black guy in a white john like dominated genre at the time in the 90s never saw like black guys writing i guess you could say rock music you hoodie blowfish was like 90s rock so like it was unheard of mm-hmm. uh it wasn't normal and then like he made his lane or like aaron lewis went ahead and started doing country music too and it's all about god guns and shit but like He's from the South, too. So it's just like, I think people kind of forget that it's like, well, no, it's, that's, except, and then we have what was the exception with Justin Timberlake, when, whatever the fuck he did, even though he's from Tennessee, he did that Into the Woods album, or whatever, and people were just like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, well, no, he's from Tennessee, like, he, that's his roots, like, it's not a surprise, I think it's just that, like, I want to know... How the process goes, like the planning process. Yeah, like why? Why are they drawing on those specific influence for this project? Mm. Um, it would be cool. I don't know, like just the hype machine. These past couple months, I've seen and hearing a couple of these albums. I'm just like, yeah. Sometimes it's kind of just mediocre. So like, it's the same shit what I say about movie trailers is what's happening with music. Yeah, I've been, been I'm not, like I'm I just been to me I've been like with music I'm still listening yeah. to like stuff I grew up with. Yeah, because I've been then I mean, yeah, I still follow like food fighters and stuff and everything, but it's like I haven't seen anything that to me sticks out yet. I'm more like right now like with anime, it's like I'm starting to, like now with this thing I've been reading more manga now too. And thanks to my our cousin Mark, uh he introduced me to this app where I can read manga. It's like, okay, and now I'm reading these other properties you know, I'm not reading like the mainstream stuff, but I'm seeing these other properties that mm, never, never gave it a second look, and I'm reading it, and it actually looks pretty cool. Hopefully, they animate it uh, hopefully soon. And that's it. then you start seeing they're announcing all these animes are like all these mod- works are finally getting adapted into anime because like people forget like the process. It takes a while for a manga to get popular. I know I stress this enough in the podcast. Um, it takes about a year or two before to get popular. 
because with Japan, they're always, they're always about feedback. They, what they do is they publish these these works on magazines. These mangas get like you know weeks to get a chapter done, and they get published in a magazine. One of those magazines contains survey cards in which you know they the fan the readers have to vote and see if this, they like it. If they like it, it keeps going. If they don't, they have to wrap it up and do something else. And it takes a while for a work to get popularized to the point where it gets published in volumes. It gets sold in stores. And based on the sales, that's when anime studios go start approaching the creator. Hey, we want to adapt this. It, it, it's a long process. Um, there's one manga that actually talks about it. It's by the creators of Death Note. It's called um, Bakuman, which it's, it's a good manga. It talks about the whole manga making process, what it goes into it. Because it follows like these two guys who from school decide, you know what, one's good at drawing, one's good at writing. And they decide to take those talents and make a manga, and it goes through their process and how, how it is, you know, the whole process of it. And it's kind of cool. And it's about the creators of Death Note. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Death Note, one of my favorite manga, and the anime is really good. And and they actually did an anime of Bakuman. To me, they kind of skip a few things, but they try to capture the essence of it, the art style of the creator as well. But it's not bad. It's actually cool. Um, number seven for me. Will be travel across the U.S. using Route 66 if possible. I know Route 66 is one of the very few highways. If, I mean, yeah, you can fly there, but I think it's a better feeling of going in a car and flying Route 66 because it starts here in Chicago. You go all the way to Southern California, and it'd be kind of cool to take that trip. I know it's been modified over years, but probably kind of cool to take that road, take that trip, and. Experience the U.S. because that's the only, that was one of the first transcontinental highways to go from point A to point B. And it's kind of cool to see the sights along the way, like those silver roadside attractions they used to have on Route 66, and check them out and make the few stops just to take one of those things. You know, take pictures. You know, record your experience. Yeah. This is like not many people go on road trips that long anymore. Like most of you are now with the convenience of commercial travel. Kind of yeah. takes it away a little bit. Well, then, like, things are starting to look the same. Yeah. Like, mo- or a lot of suburban towns look about the same when you get out of, like, urban areas. They, they, they tend to be structured even somewhat similar unless you have... Because like, a lot of... Even, at least here, a lot of those towns have down, little mini downtowns from what their original main streets were. So, like, even... As we see them expand, I don't even know. It's it's be interesting to see how it even plans out if there's even gonna be like a suburbia anymore. It's mm-hmm. gonna be, it's gonna just start bleeding into that shit, and just gonna be like mid-sized urban areas. Be weird. Um, I want to do that, but with like the Amtrak, like an Amtrak, yeah, like take an Amtrak train somewhere. Just cause like you don't have to worry about driving, putting gas. You can just kind of like take in the scenes like that, and food's just fucking there. Like you could just kind of. You get. I I want to experience that. Maybe take it a cross country way. Uh. Maybe take this from here up to like fucking Oregon or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Amtrak ride would be cool because I think like. Uh, I don't know if Sleepy Joe fucking announced it when part of the infrastructure thing. They wanted to. They wanted to uh, revamp. Their their lines to, like upgrade their cars. Like I know our metro lines are doing that. They're, they got a revamp all the old cars that they were fucking using before so it's it's nice to see that they're using our tax money for stuff like that um and I, I don't know I like I like I like riding in trains it's, it's it's a nice uh it's a nice 
get away from not having to drive anywhere. Mm. Um, and it's, I think it's underrated compared to flying in a plane. Flying a plane's cool and all, but like you get to see how America is, I guess, from a rail perspective and like how the people used to travel back then, right, to get to yeah. the west and shit. So like it'd be kind of, like those old old things still have some sort of charm to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would. We would have. I wonder if we have lines that go from here to like Canada, like parts of Canada. But because yeah, like I know there were the talks about trying to do like. Because I know they were trying to talk like I know there are plans to try to do like a bullet train that goes from the other country, from the US yeah. to other countries at least, like an underground bullet train or something. But I know it, it's just the logistics and stuff, and you know you got to deal with the oceans and stuff, and it's like. Yeah. Like, they don't have to make trade routes like that, but they should do that just for people to get to work and shit faster. It's like Japan, man. Freaking bullet trains, that'd be nice. To like, if there. they're able to get everybody to do that. Like, say if they had a one bullet train that gets you from here to Union Station, like, in, in 20 minutes, we'll yeah, say. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Like, think about how much people would pay for that. Like, you could just charge a monthly pass. I'm sure a lot more people do that instead of paying insurance on a car, fucking city stickers, uh, car maintenance that's, like, variables of costs in general that you can't ever fucking factor in because everybody charges different. The, just And then gas money, like, all that can go towards a pass, which, what, in return will upkeep the infrastructure of the loop, of the fucking train, the bullet train. So, like, I, I mean, they're already talking about it, right? Like, they're doing it. They're just not showing it to us. But I think it's that, electric cars, shit like that, We'll see in our lifetime yeah. um, being implemented a lot more, hopefully more affordable. Uh, that, that's one of my bucket list items is I have my fucking Tesla already. <laughs> uh, but a bullet train would be cool to see. Okay. Um, only because like I would be the first one to try to get a fucking nice membership to that. Because then it, would, it also takes away the excuses of being able to go like out, go and travel things, to these things. Because they can't make it super expensive. Yeah, because it would be kind of cool to just take like the bullet train from like Chicago to, California, to L.A. or something. But it would yeah. be like, like, a less, like, less than a day trip or something. Probably, like, right. Like they couldn't factor. Like those type of trips would be – it'd be like not, hopefully not the same price you would pay for an airfare. But no, like no. it should be a, a, a standard cost that everybody – it covers like into. food and board and all that stuff. Because obviously it's not gonna, it's only gonna take longer of a trip, but if the train's still gonna run the same way. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see how they implement that, especially with the weather's changing. How they're gonna be able to fly with more like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More storms and shit. So if if uh, if this guy's fucking boring company is making all these tunnels and shit as we speak, like that's the next way. To travel, I think that'd be kind of cool. I wonder how it's gonna feel to okay. like not puke in there. But all right, let's see. Cool. I know we are gonna get to everything about the list. I got a lot of shit, so we'll yeah. try to pick. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick out certain things. Um, I would say for the next one, because I have 25, I'm gonna just do like 10 or something. Just uh, um, I will say number like I left off at number seven, so I'll just do three more. Um, from the ones I got here in the list. Uh, one moment is actually like number ten. Well, actually, uh, number eight for me. Well, number eight for one of the list of lists. Um, visit Old Trafford, Manchester, England. <sighs> Come on, being a soccer fan or football fan, 
you know, when it comes to Premier League, visit, you know, Old Trafford, you know, visit, I'm a, I'm a really good Manchester United supporter, um, you know, right now, there's a time they're just recording right now, they're all doing the World Cup qualifying right now, but, right now? yeah, they didn't work up qualifying as we speak at the time of this recording, um, because it's the, the round started for World Cup for Qatar for next mm-hmm. year, um, yeah, I want to visit Old Trafford because, you know, all the legends that came through Manchester United, you know, just to step on that pitch and, you know, and just take it all in and the history of that of that team and, you know, all the championships they won, all the players that came on through, um, like Paul Scholes, Rio Fernand, David Beckham, you know, name a few, you know, Ryan Giggs, you know, Vandersaal. Even like current players right now, like Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, now Cristiano Ronaldo making this comeback to the team, and just that history and the passion those fans have, you know, for the, for the sport. And I bet you Manchester is a nice town as well. So like, go see like, you know, don't get me wrong, London would be a good place to visit too. But just to visit these other towns in England, you know, just to visit these other towns, you know, towns that's probably not doesn't get as much tourism. Unless you're a football fan. So it's like, just to visit these other places, you know. And that's why I want to see Old Trafford, you know, walk on the pitch, you know, experience it, you know, take it all in. Because they call it like the the theater of dreams or something. That's what they call Old Trafford, you know. So that's one of my things that I want to visit, you know, just because, yeah. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, going and seeing Anfield was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, damn. That should be cool. Well, only because, like, I didn't think of a specific stand, but, like, seeing a World Cup game would be dope. Like, well, I mean, specifically, I would love to see... I mean, we're going to have one here, like, in, think, like, in five years, I think it's supposed to be here. So, like, seeing, seeing, like, Mexico play here would be kind of cool. Seeing them play, like, we've seen them play before, but, like, seeing them play... In a World Cup match. Like, a legit World Cup, yeah, not just a qualifying, but, like, or, like, friendly matches, but, like, a World Cup match here or some shit. Like, imagine they use Soldier Field for something, even if it's just group play. Like, it'd be cool to fucking see them do a match here. Um, imagine the fuck, man, the same would be packed so fast, but, like, it'd be so fucking cool to see. Because, like, I think it's also, that's what's also wonderful about soccer when it comes to here, right? Because, like, our soccer team's okay. It just doesn't get a lot of fucking, I don't know, just soccer's not popular in America, so, like... I don't know, because it's, star- it's starting to get popular, though. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, only because at the world stage, it's cool. Like, there's still people who follow their, like, club teams, and when they come here, it's it's, it's dope to see them. But I want to see them when it counts. Like, not just these money matches, I want to call them. Mm-hmm. You know, when they do, like, Manchester United versus fucking... The Chicago Fire, but they just bring the B team, mm. and it's like we know we they we know people want to see them bring their stars, but they're not going to. You know what I mean? Like when when or when they did like Real Madrid versus fucking. Uh, they did Real Madrid versus Manchester all stars or no, something. They did like I think one like, thing oh, I think man. they brought a lot of their players was Real Madrid versus Manchester United yeah. in Michigan Stadium. I think it was a few years ago. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That like was... shit like that, you know? Like that's cool. It's just that you never get to really see. The people that you want to... Like, the the A-team, I want to say. They usually don't bring all of them. So, it's kind of like... I'm not saying it takes away from the game, but... It's like, you want to see... The best iteration of the team out there... When you get to see... When you do pay to get to see these guys perform and stuff. So, it's like, I don't know. Like, sometimes... Not that it's a bad thing, but to me, it always felt like it was just like... Oh, come on. 
It's like, it's a money match, so you would at least try to bring out the stars. You know, give them a show. But no, it's not bad. That's a good thing to see. It's like I don't pay to watch a stand-up comedian's fucking feature guys on there. Like I want to, I want to see them too because they're talented. And obviously, the guy who's the star of the show wants to bring them on because he thinks they're talented as well. But it's like, I'm also there to see Bill Burr. Like <laughs> the other guys are cool. No, no disrespect to them, but I'm here to see Bill Burr too. Like I want to see Bill perform, not Bill's friends. Like I'm here to see Bill, but. Like, that'd be cool to see, like, a World Cup game fucking here. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number nine uh, will be visit Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California and show them my Mickey Mouse voice impression. <laughs> but visit, like, you know, Burbank Studios, visit uh, Walt Disney Studios because all that history, like, the campus and stuff. The, the, the hidden bodies. All that stuff. <laughs> the hidden bodies. <laughs> No, to see like the how the whole animation process was and how they were back in the day because I know they had the Disney archives and stuff, and you know yeah I grew up watching Mickey Mouse and you know over the years and I mean I, I did visit when years back when went to Walt Disney World and they had the MGM Studios they had they had like the animation studios in Florida as well at the MGM and they did like a little tour there too. Um, as well, and you get to walk through and you see them working on the, something at that time when they were working productions at Florida. But now most of their productions are normally done in California now, since they closed that part in MGM Studios and Highwood Studios now. But just see how the the campus is. I know they have a. I think in California they do have a museum dedicated to Walt Disney. It just growing up in like I think it, they yeah growing up in California and stuff. After he moved from, you know, he grew up in Illinois. Then he, people forget he actually um, opened an animation studio in Kansas City, Missouri. And then from there, he went to California. And what's cool about Kansas City, they preserved the, where the, his first studio was in Kansas City. And that's where I want to go. Just check out what this studio see where all the magic happens. Basically how, you know, the animation process now has evolved back to when it was just pen and pa- like pencil and paper. And just like... Like just to see that meet any animators, or it's probably hard to find any animators used to work during the time when Walt was alive. There's like very, I don't think there's like very few animators were around when Walt was still alive, and and see like the different generations of animators and stuff. And yeah, I do a little Mickey Mouse, but it's like my Mickey Mouse is almost like kind of like how Walt was back in the day, because that's how I grew up on. Also, kind of like Wayne Allwine, but when he took over for Walt. Well, he took over for um, Johnny McDonald first. Was Johnny McDonald took over for Walt Disney when um, Walt couldn't do the voice that much anymore, and Jimmy McDonald did the voice for like Fun and Fancy Free when it was making the Beanstalk and a lot of the promotional stuff. And then he trained one Wayne Allwine, who worked with him on the during like the Foley artists when you know the people do the sound effects and stuff. And then then Wayne Allwine, that's who I grew up more in the '90s. He did Mickey for a long time before. You know, he did it until he passed away. And then they had Brett Irwin, who does Mickey now for, like, a lot of, like, video games or, like, promotional stuff for toys and stuff. And because I saw he was at a convention, it was, like, kind of cool. Like, he was able to do the voice of Mickey. So, it's, like, it's Mickey's, like, voice range. It's, like, a hot falsetto type voice. And, like, for me, I'm able to do it a few times. But just to, to show him and, you know, just to show and see what they think of it, you know? But check out Walt Disney Studios is like one of the things in California, but definitely check it out. So what will be your number nine? 
Um, shit. Number nine. Um, I want to go. I do want to go see all the like coliseums and shit in Rome and like Greece. So like, I want to see like the mine, like the. Yeah, so like all the all the shit they built, maybe like all the older museums. And stuff. I heard, and I know I know they're trying to work on re. Actually, they're working on possibly revamping the Roman Colosseum. Well, yeah, they, they gotta they gotta represerve all that shit. But I think they're trying to repurpose it where they can actually do events again. Well, fuck, that'd be cool. I mean, they need the money right now too. It's tough, but like yeah. I, I want to like like because I want to see like Sparta and Athens, just like just real, one to see how close they really were. Like, to f- get a feel for, like, how much there were such in clashes that was just, like, their fucking neighbors. So, like, just how different they were in, in raising their own cultures and shit, even though they were very, a lot more alike than they were different. But, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of want to see all that old architecture and shit and to get a feel for it, like, similar to going to Egypt. Um, but I think I want to go there first. Uh... Because that's what I learned about first, was all mm-hmm. that fucking shit. Like, the Greek mythology and the Roman mythology, stuff like that. Like, And then go to Egypt. So those are kind of similar. Just to see those, particularly for the old... Uh, like the landmarks. Old, yeah, old structures and landmarks that were renowned. And to see, like, to get a feel for it. Because those are like, those those things tell stories of the past, right? Just by looking at them and being marveled. Because that's how I found we went to fucking Chichen Itza and all that shit. Like... It's incredible. Just sitting there like, what the fuck? They did their sacrifices right here. That's insane. But then you stand there in the middle of the fucking field and they're like, damn, people lived here? This is awesome. Like, it's it's a, it's it's incredible to see these fucking things in real life. And then, like, and to see the artisans still there, you know, just, just trying to make a living. And, and, and you get a good feel for everything because it's, it's still pretty much intact. And seeing how they made that first, like, version of soccer basketball it was fucking cool like just learning about all that so i want i like chasing that feeling mm-hmm. and i think th- those those two particular regions are the ones i want to see because a lot of history is made there and still intact and wasn't necessarily fucked up by wars by like airplanes and shit because i think world war ii kind of fucked that up for a lot of other european countries yeah that's probably what happened yeah during that war when everything was getting like bomb and stuff but, like yeah. a lot of stuff got messed yeah. up during the war like that, and, and, and like going to the Nordic countries to see all that, like because a lot of the like the the Swiss Alps and stuff, all those mountain ranges and shit look really cool. So I would like to do a lot of hiking around there. So like mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, so I could pretty much like travel Europe. Basically, you just want to like yeah, you know, because like, that's like the show I've ever been to, and I, I like and since traveling around there is a lot more accessible. Yeah, because it's mostly like train and stuff. Yeah, I mean it's expensive just as much as anything else, but like at least. It's like the difference between traveling from Illinois to fucking like Minnesota or some shit. Like, yeah, you know, relative wise, like you're already there. You might as well take a chance and yeah. take a train up there. So like, I figured I never got a chance to do backpacking and all that shit. I, I don't even know That'd what that means cool. really, but like, I've always wanted to do all that stuff. I've always heard about even going to school, like kids trying to take trips to Spain and all that fucking shit. And I, I never purposely, I personally never knew how to do that. And that's just me, just not being. Not being willing to look f- for more information and resources on how to do that, but like I knew about it and it was cool to like, oh, I'm really fucking cool to try it one day. Because um, that's like we've been to fucking Central America, North America, like I want to see the other fucking big yeah, landmasses on this fucking orb 
Yeah, I want to see what's over there. Yeah, that kind of relates to my last thing. Because, like I said, I had 25 things, but we're going to go uh-huh. with 10. Um, which, hopefully, it does happen once everything opens up. Once this whole situation gets tied down. Travel across Japan. Yeah. That's one. That's my number 10. Because, you know, I've seen videos. Like, like I watched Chris Broad abroad in Japan, which is kind of cool. He does these things where he travels across Japan. Because at least he goes to places that you probably never see. You never get to experience. That's kind of cool. And I want to experience that. Go from like the north of Japan. Go all the way to Hokkaido. Which is like the northern point of Japan. All the way down to Kyushu. Which is like the southern point of Japan. You can go to Okinawa. And visit that island. You know. They, uh, Japan has a lot of islands. It's like. It's a big landmass. But they got a bunch of islands. As well. You know. Like I said. Hokkaido. They, they get a lot of snow up there. But. You get to the most northern point. And then. Um, they do have like. In that northern part. They do have a little like kind of like a Dutch influence up there because of the, you know, the trade and stuff with the Europeans at the time. And, like, there's one part where I was watching Chris Brown like that. There's a theme park which is modeled after Amsterdam, actually. And you can actually stay kind of like in a European-style home there. You can rent, like, a space there. And you can actually ride, like, a bike thing through it. Like, it's an actual replica of Amsterdam. Like, almost like a replica of the city of, of Dutch, you know, the Dutch city. You know, it's like... Visit that in Japan, you know, try the different foods, you know, visit like the islands they got there and, you know, experience the culture as well. Visit like the, the Buddhist temples and they do have Christianity there. So you can actually see like there's a actual place. I forgot where it is in Japan. They claim that's uh, where Jesus supposedly that's where they're constructing their place, like what they think it is. Um, and then, you know, you got Kyushu, you got a lot of islands there as well. And, you know, then you get the food. Like, and again, the food. You want to try the food. And, you know, visit Tokyo. Go to, like, take the train station, take the train system in in Japan. Experience that. Go to um the Gundam factory where they got the giant Gundam statue that moves, man. Actually, like a moving Gundam statue. Check that out as well. And, of course, you got, they got football matches. That, like, soccer, baseball is really big there, too. Try to catch a game there as well. And just, you know... Walk amongst the people and just experience their culture and just just to get my love of Japan out there. You know, go to an onsen, like a hot springs. Go to an isekai restaurant, experience that, you know. And just go to Akihabara, you know, visit Electric City, they call it. And check out all the different shops and things, you know. Go to Japanese arcades, which is probably pretty cool. And, you know, and just drive, appreciate, you know, nature they got there. You know, hiking yeah. in Japan, you know, they got really nice spots there. I just feel like... For how, for how uh, some people can call overworked, and and how productive they are, they've made like. I I think what is cool, what they show more, or what they're the best example of, is consideration for the environment they're around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how they like take care of everything. They're polite. Just that they're considerate. Yeah, like they've made their customs around being considerate of what you're doing mm-hmm. around you and what you're contributing to all that. So even if they work a lot, like the places look seemingly clean. Like everyone are kind of all they channeled focused. in on their customs, their traditions, all that shit. And they're obviously they're progressive. They're getting progressive when it comes to certain ideals and all that shit. But like, fuck. As far as like people treating each other like people in an aspect, like that's some that's really like it's it's something that I wish America can strive to be. It's it's impossible here, I think. But like, 
I mean, that's one of the reasons why like, I would love to live out there. And my friend Colin fucking still lives out there. And like, in Japan? I don't see him coming back. Yeah, he's been there for about two years now. Give or take three. He, he, he was living around here. I mean, and he took the I mean, like, the, to, to me, I would love to live it. at least one year in Japan just to see how. I mean, he was always talking about it. And he's, and we told him, why don't you just try it? And he did it. And like, he he's married. He's, yeah, he got, he just, he taught, he got his, uh, he got some like teaching certificate here. He did. It. He found some company, applied for them, and then did, got his teaching certificate. Did all the visas he filled out here, and then once he's over there, got they got the gig. Did all that, and he's been there ever since. He got married and all this shit. So he he flipped his life completely, the way he wanted to. That worked for him, and it was out there, and that's what he wanted. So I think it's an it's uh, it's a good example that i got to see that he was he's been doing it and and uh i thought I, I, I saw him a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and we asked him how he was doing it and yeah he's like i'm not coming back he's like, i'll come back to visit that's about it like once his uh his his mom had passed away cause she was kind of sick she's pretty sick so he was just like ah oh, well he's like i don't really like he doesn't have any siblings and it's just it was his, his mom he was just living with her and they have a nice it was a nice spot but he envisioned being in Japan, and now he made it happen. So it's just like, and for what I see, it's a whole different lifestyle. Like he does, he does work a lot of hours, but like, he got, it's he not got the custom, same hustle yeah. and bust of it. It's not the same. He's like, it's not. It's completely different. It's like team based and everything. No, it's not even just his work life. Just everything about it is, it's structured the way he wanted. There's not. It's not like here in America when there's like some weird of an impending doom if we're not fucking making money. Here they were able to find a way to... It's just like there's a difference. It's like when we go to Mexico and we go and we stay here. The difference... When they look at us and we're working like 10 hour days toward one spot and we're barely living into something. Like Mexico for what it is, it is the Wild West when it comes to certain things. But you really could do... You could do a lot of shit over there, make a lot of money, and somehow, and they're still not like they still take siestas. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like there's a diff, there's not an overworking culture built into it. But there's like, just people who yeah. like to work because in Mexico they don't give it to you. That's the only difference. You gotta work for it. Yeah, they they all know. They all know that the government doesn't care. They all know it. It's not like here when we know it, but people don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. They don't. It's like the difference. The government doesn't want to say it, but they don't care. Yeah, they really don't. They're not in the business to care. They're in the business to take our money and use it for wars. That's they're in the business of that. That's so. I think like seeing how other countries run, and you're just like, man, we could be a better society if we just focused on this and this. And I think that's what Japan did. And like you said, it's a connection of islands into one big region, and it all works. So it's just like. I want to go over there, experience that, and it's like if I feel like, oh damn, this would probably be a better existence if I'm there and to try it out for a year or two. I just feel like it's like seeing the expats and do all, do that. It you most of the time you don't see them coming back. I don't know. So, I guess I don't know. A good example of that too would be like the people who move, live in cold regions for like three months out of the year and then buy their summer homes so they can live at when it's cold here. So like people do that between America and Mexico all the time too. So I feel like I want to have that, but I want to be in, I want to live in a place where I have to find that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to be in a place that like you you live in an area because you it caters to what you like. Yeah. Like when we went to fucking that small town in Indiana, that little yeah. college town. Mm-hmm. Dude, honestly, we fucking hate Indiana. <laughs> no offense to, Indianian, to Indianians, but I, it's the worst. I don't care what you fucking say. We all know it. We're just not going to say it. I mean, you guys have Mike Pence. Do we have to go further? Of, of, of the shit that comes out of Indiana. No offense. But, like, this small college town was cool. Like, everything... They had different spots. Like, good food. Like, they had plenty of geese that were cool to look at that were living in the the, the river <laughs> just like it was a cute town vintage shops it seemed like there was a lot of good um business opening up in there there's a mixture of like older people like young adults kids so like it seemed like it's it was like a relatively safe area yeah dude it was like we're in pleasantville it was yeah. fucking weird as shit but it wasn't like the old school pleasantville it was like damn you there, this seems like it's a pleasantville with the nightlife that you yeah. could still go out and enjoy yourself like they had things for everyone it seemed like mm-hmm. people were active around there hmm. little shops were open where you can get a good cup of coffee or a burger like on the side street everything looked clean it looked like a nice little city that's like if i'm gonna retire and move to like bump fuck all where nobody knows where i am and they can only visit me once a year that's one of those towns or like the the like I I pulled up a list, I found like best places to live from it's like from twenty twenty on on money dot com, and I wanted to see how many places they list Illinois, dude. They only list Illinois for one place, and it's Vernon Hills. And oh, Vernon wow. Hills is okay, but then I don't understand why it's just Vernon Hills. I'm like, okay. out of all the pla- yeah, I mean, there's other towns in the state that. Yeah, we're talking about best places to live, and we're talking Vernon Hills yeah, here. No. Have they been to fucking like uh, Hinsdale? Have they been to Oakbrook? Have they been to fucking? Have they been to Batavia? Have they thought. been to like yeah, like Geneva? Geneva? Like like, Geneva. dude, you you know Evanston? You're, we're, we're, and we're talking about Illinois and South Carolina, Utah. Fucking all these places have at least three or four different spots. Idaho has three places. Idaho is a secret gem. I hear Boise is a cool spot to live, hmm. but we're not supposed to say it because then people are going to start moving there. But I hear it's a cool city to live in. Um, but, like, a lot of these are, like... So the first one they state is, uh, what did it say? Evans, Georgia, which hopefully is by Atlanta. But I hear good things about Atlanta. And even I'm, I'm like... Oh, yeah, because I was watching, like, right Atlanta now, like, Atlanta right now, they're having that Dragon Con. I was watching, like, yeah. I follow this blogger named Man the Woo. Cool vlogger. He's on it for years. But I saw, like, they had, like, a parade just for cosplayers. It was kind of cool. And it's, like, even that with a pandemic, they're able, because I guess it was, like, the 30th anniversary of DragonCon, and just had the people come turn out just for, like, the conventions and stuff. Yeah, I had to wear masks, but just see people actually cosplaying and just trying to get back to normal. And just, they had, like, the parade, so how they had to shut down the streets just for the parade and stuff. It's how big of an event that DragonCon is in Atlanta. And, like you said... Yeah, I mean, yeah, of all the places, I don't know why they pick Vernon Hills, but I'm sorry. No offense to anybody that lives in Vernon Hills, but there's a few other spots in Illinois that, you know, don't get overlooked. I mean, yeah, you're trying to compete with Chicago, because it's like, the, when you think of Illinois, what's the first thing you name? Chicago. It wouldn't be anything without it. Yeah. It would be like, like Iowa. It'd be yeah. the same shit. Or Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended, but it's the truth. We'd just be another fucking iced corn state. I mean, Champagne. we've been to Champagne. and I heard it's not that too bad. No, I know, but I mean, as far as like Illinois, like nobody fucking knows. No, outside of Chicago, who's going to? What are we? What are we? No. What's our another claim of famous corn? And we have four other states to do the same shit. Yeah. Wisconsin's got milk. No, like we don't have any cows. 
But they just happen Jeez. to have good cows. Cheese, yeah. It's right. Cheese. But it's the dairy land, right? Yeah. But like it's dairy land. We're is- fucking what? The 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 plain, the prairie state? That's because we don't got shit. <laughs> Outside of Chicago, we don't got shit. Yeah, it's a lot of farmland out here. And people are surprised sometimes how we vote politically. It's like the only reason we vote Democrat is because there's more all the people are living in the city. Otherwise this would be a red state. Like anything it'd be another we'd be another swing state. That's why Ohio's a swing state. Like there's they have three different fucking cities, but they can't they still vote red for some reason, but that's because, I don't know. But like I don't I and mind you, when it came to this particular list it was it was uh, their criteria is kind of size of the population comparative uh, to how many people actually own their house. Oh, okay. Like, or property. Like, property. So, wise, and the average okay. median income. Okay, so that, okay. So like, that there's different sense. factors to it, but like. Okay. So, this one, they picked Vernon Hills because, like, uh, it's like located roughly in between Chicago and Milwaukee. It's possible to commute to either city from Vernon mm-hmm. Hills. And it's along, that along with local employers. Uh, including American Hotel Register and Rust-Oleum are a big reason why this region has seen a jobs growth by 9% in the past decade. Mm. It says about 76% of Vernon Hill residents own their homes thanks to the median house income pri- or median house prices of around 308000 So they're, they're also factoring in if it's affordable. Like oh, you can okay. affordably live a house. So that's what they mean by affordable is if you can buy a house or oh, okay. and not rent a property. So like... I can see why they pick Vernon Hills because there's not a lot of places in Illinois you can really pick. That's not going to be like I don't, it's hard to find a house in Illinois that's under a hundred thousand. But if you go to Michigan, you go to Indiana, you go to Wisconsin, you can find it. So I think that's why Illinois sucks too. Is because like the only reason why we're expensive is because if you don't live in Chicago, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, and they take the taxes and do nothing. And they yeah, and they do nothing with their money. <laughs> And when they do stuff with our money, it's inconvenient because they do it at the most inconvenient times. We're looking at you fucking highway construction. You know what I mean? Like, it always takes five years and it seems like they did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, this is why we complain. And then we we pick either side of the fucking officials that come in and they do the same shit. Yeah. So, I... This is why I'm like, I don't know, the best... What's the best choice for Illinois residents is to not be Illinois residents anymore. So, like... Yeah. Um, hence why none of our bucket lists have anything to do with visit Chicago. I would love to hear other people, if they say it, I would be like, oh, yeah, come to Chicago, be dope. If so, someone's bucket list was to visit their own city... That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My bucket list is to go 25 minutes down the road... <laughs> <laughs> to fucking sandwich Illinois, like, do I do want to visit Metropolis, Illinois? Yeah, it's really cool. I no, do because that's, that's where the Superman Museum is. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That I mean, yeah, I would say really that was cool. another added thing to the bucket list. Visit our parts of your state that you never thought you would visit, but that's or you just, didn't know existed. You didn't know existed. Yeah. yeah, like if you go to Minneapolis, you can go to the the mm-hmm. fucking Hershey, the Hershey factory and shit, where they everything. The General Mills place where it burned down, they still have that. They turn that's right next to the the, the big theater. The big blue dick. So I've been there. It's really cool. Um, but like shit like that. Like, yeah, because if you go to Metropolis, they have yeah. the giant like Superman statue. Yeah. And they have the museum there. Like you said, the Disney, the Disney studio thing in Kansas City. Like those little claim the fame. Yeah, Walt's first. So, yeah, Walt's first studio. They, they have it. They have it preserved. Like they have a plaque and everything. Because that's where he first started at. You just got to find your cute ass little town that's not going to. Like, I don't know. There's little gems. Hidden gems, right? 
in, mm-hmm. in all areas, and I think like they don't get enough flack. That's even though like we're over here talking shit about Vernon Hills, but nonetheless, like we're not. Yeah, our bucket list never been places that never places that we lived around that we wanted to go, even though we can. I don't know. Like Illinois is pretty big, but St. Louis is only three hours away too. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. So if you guys like our bucket list, if you guys have your own bucket list, you can. If you want to share with us like what places, what things you want to do on your bucket list, make sure to tweet us at Pop Talking on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/TalkingPop. Um, you can check out our merch store at Spring.com. We got like shirts and tank tops and stuff, and we got coffee mugs. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash franchise685 if you're into like JRPGs or story-based gaming. I am the casual gamer. Um, you can follow me on the socials at the franchise85 as well. You can check out our backlog of episodes on our main home anchor, but also on Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, or any of your podcast outlets. We also make cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Cassette if you're into that, if you still have a Walkman, <laughs> you still have Walkmans. So Go yeah, check us out, and like I said, um, just give us a good rating on Apple, you know, and tell your friends. Like I said, if you want to share a bucket list or your any ideas, just tweet us on Twitter. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys again next time. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>